An Atlantic man died in a car semi-accident west of Adair this morning. Here's a look at KSOM, KS95 News. The Iowa State Patrol says the accident happened at 9.19 a.m. at 1120 White Pole Road near the Jesse James Monument. State police say 36-year-old Adam Skog was killed in the crash. According to the report, a 2003 Peterbilt semi driven by 30-year-old Cody Hugus of Scranton was traveling south on White Pole Road and a 2018 Chevy Cruze driven by Adam Skog was northbound. The Chevy Cruze was approaching the semi and, for an unknown reason, crossed the center line and collided head-on with the semi. Schmidt Funeral Home transported Adam Skog to the state medical examiner. Hugus was not injured. The accident remains under investigation. The Cass County Board of Supervisors will continue discussing the request to use ARPA funds for a new tourism director. Kara Morgan from Golden Hills RC&D will appear in front of the board Friday morning for a presentation on tourism, trails, and information on the feasibility of a full or part-time Cass County tourism director. For the past 15 years, Kenner Baxter of Marnie led the Cass County Tourism Group as a volunteer and announced her plans to retire last spring. The past week, Brigham Hoig provided the supervisors with a breakdown of what a part or full-time director would look like from a fiscal year 2022 through the fiscal year 2025. The total ARPA funding request for a part-time director is $63,922.80. And for a full-time director, $118,722.35. The supervisors have received negative input from constituents regarding the issue. I know I've gotten three positive inputs, two of them are in this room, and about six negatives out of my district that are saying, why are you putting money at that one week? And I've had all negative. I have two it's been a long time. Contact me on it. Why? Why build another bureaucracy? And they're a moron that they think it's the responsibility of CADCO under economic development and the chamber. Jennifer McIntyre with CADCO and Bailey Smith from the Atlantic Chamber of Commerce stated they could not take on this position. Yeah, and I mean we've talked at length about putting it in the chamber or putting it in CADCO, but it always comes down to the need that we, we need another person in our office doing it. That's the problem. Is we still lack I get it. the manpower. So it's not that the chamber doesn't want to do it. We'd be happy to discuss it as an op- an option. I'm not saying we're doing an option, but it's going to come down to the funding of it that we don't have. So it's going to have to be additional funding from somewhere else because our membership, they're tapped out. Friday's meeting starts at 9 a.m. in the boardroom at the courthouse. Red Oak police responded to a shoplifting incident at Fairway this afternoon at 12.16 p.m. 41-year-old Jared Michael Nyquist of Red Oak is charged with theft fifth degree. According to the report, Nyquist stuffed a bottle of Windsor Canadian whiskey valued at $9.99 into his coat 
A store worker confronted Nyquist and the defendant asked for an application to work at the store. Nyquist was taken into custody with a bond set at $300. Also from the Red Oak Police, 52-year-old Richard Brian Jenkins of Red Oak was arrested late Wednesday night for driving while suspended. Officers transported Jenkins to the Montgomery County Jail and held him on $491.25 bond. After 12 years as a member of the Ottoman County Board of Supervisors, Gary Van Arnhem is retiring. Van Arnhem's final meeting was held on Tuesday morning. I did a farewell to Gary and enjoyed some donuts to uh, celebrate his uh, final day. Supervisors Chairman Doug Sorensen says Heath Hansen will be sworn in to take Van Arnhem's spot on the board. During the secondary roads update at this week's meeting, engineer Mitch Riddle admitted there was some issues with equipment during the recent winter weather it went pretty well other than one major problem it was so cold they found out that death freezing is a real problem in the motor graders they had several of them they had to um they had to limp them back to the shop one of them didn't even make it um uh, the uh all this pollution control stuff they have to use this product called death it freezes at 12 degrees fahrenheit and when you get sub-zero temperatures and 40 Sorensen says there were no issues with equipment that was stored inside a heated shop, but there's not enough space for everything to be stored in at the same location. We're trying to figure out what to do about that. We know we can't be the only county with this problem because every every place north of us is colder than colder than we are. So we're gonna have to try and figure out how to keep these graders running in cold temperatures and whether we have to, you know, um, trying to figure out how to get them all into heated areas to store them or or uh, put some sort of a warmer on the also this week, the supervisors held their first of several budget workshops. Sorensen says it's about a two-month process to prepare the county budget, and he expects the biggest increase to be in salaries for county employees due to a rise in the cost of living. Iowa's lawmakers passed more than 150 bills this year, and 11 of them will go into effect on January 1st. The state's nine individual income tax rates will be consolidated into four, ranging from 4.4% to 6%. An update to Iowa's bottle bill raises the handling fee for redemption centers and grocery stores to $0.03. It also allows for mobile redemption centers and lets retailers opt out of the practice. The nation's largest e-cigarette maker is paying Iowa $5 million. Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller says Juul Labs will pay the $5 million over four years to resolve potential violations of the state's Deceptive Trade Practices Act. He says Juul exposed its products to Iowans under the age of 21. Miller says e-cigarettes should be promoted to smokers as a less harmful alternative, but not to youth. And the Iowa Department of Health and Human Services says the state needs more medical marijuana dispensaries. Its Medical Cannabis Oil Board's annual report recommends removing the current law limiting the number of dispensaries to five statewide. News from ABC comes your way next.